0: Welcome to issue 113 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the Encounter Sets. We discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes' intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Bill, aka Board Game Lawyer, and joining me tonight is Mike. Hi Bill, welcome to The Lair. Thanks Mike. Glad to be here. And we also have Daniel with us tonight. Bill, what a
1: pleasure and delight it is to have you with us tonight. And I want to thank you for all your contributions to our cast. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Daniel. It's a pleasure to be here. It's kind of like a dream come true. And Steve. Oh, hi, Bill. You
2: need better dreams if us, if we're your dream. It's <laughs> more like a nightmare.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, well, come on in. Come on in. Grab some slippers. Please do. we got cockroaches in the place
0: um we're, okay. we'll deal with that on another <laughs> right. episode it, is it okay to sit right here uh yeah yeah no yeah, well, that's right.
2: steve's chair actually okay all right <laughs> oh, uh, our guests can here? have it our guests can have it. it's okay
0: thanks for inviting me fellas
2: yeah we're glad to have you so everybody um bill board game lawyer first question we like to ask our new people is uh so what would you say you do here
0: <laughs> what do i do here um well i like to play marvel champions and so I love to contribute there over uh, over on Discord, talk to various individuals on Discord. And here lately, I have been tinkering around with creating some videos for YouTube. I have a channel on YouTube, and what I do there is I, I do playthroughs of Marvel Champions, and I've really enjoyed uh, some of those playthroughs from Marvel Champions Monthly. They've, they've been posting these challenges, and that's really got what, what got me started. And so I've been enjoying posting videos on youtube recently
3: i want to give a shout out to the hulk one you posted with the shawarma you threw a bunch of shawarma it just it was a fun little tweak to the game but it's also just a fun story the hulk just ate a bunch of shawarma and started pounding people it was fantastic
0: yeah (laughs)
3: you guys should check it out
0: thanks yeah i enjoyed that one too you know a lot of people have been giving hulk a hard time Um, maybe he's not as fun as some of the other heroes to play with and so, you know, I, I kind of toyed around with, well, maybe just give him an extra card every turn. Or um, I've seen some people kind of turn Drax into Hulk and try to use Drax's ability, but it just didn't seem to work out. So I, th- I think the biggest issue with Hulk is he just needs a few more resources. So what I did was I took out those basic uh, double resources, energy, genius, and strength, stuck in some shawarma, and it seemed like I could, I could have more fun playing it that way so hey, if it got the but cards out watching. of the
3: box then yeah. it's done its job
0: and oh, he's having fun that's all that really yep. matters
2: right the game those challenges from marvel champions monthly are pretty fun too uh i, I like seeing uh you try to do some of those and uh, they just keep rolling out they just their recent episode i don't know if you listened to where they presented some hero achievements you know do this with this hero or do this with that hero those those sound fun so hopefully i'll get to watch you do a few of those
0: yeah, I've noticed, I noticed that there's quite a bit of discussion there, whether on whether on Discord different ones try and come up with different ideas to try to beat some of those. So, yeah, I look forward to trying those out. Well, uh, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, this
2: is the part of the show where somebody asks you, what's on your mind tonight? Well,
1: you know what's on my mind tonight, Steve? What? Is we, you know, we, we get a lot of questions thrown at us on the Discord and stuff like that, and that's, this is the time where we bring those up. Like, hey, so-and-so asked us this question, and we talk about it. This will be the first time in Critical Encounters history that we will have a live question on the show. Board Game Lawyer himself has brought us a very challenging question.
0: Okay, fellas. So here's the question I have for you, and that is, what is your favorite hero weakness? And maybe we can start with Daniel. So you mean like
1: something that the game hits a hero with that I just find particularly enjoyable? Yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of
0: what I mean, is, right. is what weakness do you particularly sure. enjoy? So
1: I have uh, got on record as, as uh, being not particularly fond of Iron Man. What? And so, I know. I know. when? I know it's weird. Uh, most people don't actually know that um, about me. But what I have done is whenever I see him, I will put 14 copies of Caught Off Guard into the encounter deck. <laughs> And boy, does that seem to throw that egomaniac off.
2: That must
3: have been expensive, buying all those core sets.
1: You know, yeah. I, it, it really was. And then just to, like, throw all the other cards in the bin. Just wanted that one. <laughs> Seemed kind of wasteful, but all at the same time, villainous.
0: <laughs> you, know, you know what? Rules were meant to be broken, right? Right. So, all right. Well, how about you, uh, Mike? what's your What's your favorite hero weakness? Well...
3: I'm going to go with one that most of them have. When when they're out on patrol, they're spending a lot of energy. They get hungry. Now, Miles Morales, he actually keeps a sandwich in his pants. He does. I'm sorry, what? Yep, he does. Sometimes he leaves it there for a while. It's a thing.
1: You said a sandwich in his pants?
3: Yeah, he can. where where else are you going to keep it? Come on, he's wearing spandex. Fake, he's wearing spandex. But the rest of them... In his pocket. In his pocket, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they have pockets. I've never seen a superhero with pockets but the rest of them don't do that because why would you and the villains they're always saying oh they always want to know the secret identity you don't need to know the hero's secret identity to know where to hit them you just go to the shawarma place you take them hostage you hide an assassin in the shawarma place because they're always going to go there for some shawarma later uh, they're, they're predictable that's what i like about them so you you hide a bit an assassin in there and uh, you're guaranteed to nap yourself a hero
0: okay well that's an interesting weakness
3: there
1: Mike, do you think he has, like, a superhero fanny pack?
3: <laughs> I don't know, and the co- one of the comics I'm remembering, he had it in there, like, a week.
1: <laughs> a san- a week-old sandwich in his spandex.
3: Yep. And no, he didn't eat it. Somebody else did. Oh,
1: wow. Oh. And he knew where it came from.
2: Oh. <laughs> well, I
0: guess if you're hungry enough.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, let that play out in your mind a little bit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> trying to erase it. All right. So, uh, How about – what, what do we move on to Steve? Steve, what is your favorite hero weakness? So
2: I'd give this one some thought because um, there's a couple that are kind of – I think are kind of silly. So I'm going to go with I think one of the most powerful or strongest Marvel heroes, in air quotes, uh, Wolverine. Oh. And, I mean the guy like regenerates or you can barely kill him. has got these claws and his whole bones are laced with adamantium so a really powerful magnet in the guy's toast you just pick him up with a, like a big old magnet you'd use to crush a car or something and that's it he's done so I kind of like that one
1: could it be could it be one of those like from the old cartoons that's like shaped like a horseshoe kind of oh it
2: has, yeah a giant yeah. horseshoe shaped one yeah and then yeah. Whoop, and he's on there and he's stuck he can't get off so I kind of like that, that one. visual in
1: my mind has now replaced the pants shawarma okay <laughs>
2: My other one, because I was debating, is Aquaman. If, you know, he walks on land for too long, he's away from the ocean too long, he loses all <laughs> his abilities. So can't. Uh, he's got to be in water. So that one's always kind of funny.
1: Aquaman, welcome to Nevada.
2: Yeah, he's toast. Forget it. Um, yeah. How about you, Bill? Do you have a favorite hero weakness?
0: I do, actually. Um, have you guys ever seen the movie Mystery Men? Oh, Yes. yes. You like that one? Okay. So, in Mystery Men, there's a character called Invisible Boy, <laughs> and I think that's Pee Wee Herman, <laughs> right? No, is it? No, Pee Wee Herman has a different
2: ability. He's the fork oh, okay. guy. Uh, oh, he's the fork guy. Yeah. Okay. No, he's no. not the fork guy.
1: No. no Jesus. But Hank Azaria character. Oh yeah. is it's, it's 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 the, Blue Blue on the
2: Come on now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Right. The angry guy, <laughs> There's the angry guy, the bowler, but there's also Invisible Boy, and I like the fact that Invisible Boy can turn invisible, but if someone sees him, then he's no longer invisible. (laughs) And so you can't Uh, see the guy anymore. That's good. So the same same thing is true for himself. If he looks at himself while he's invisible, he turns visible. (laughs) So I I like that weakness in a character, you know, the fact that he has such a wonderful ability, but it only works in its little niche. Um, I wonder if that movie's
1: aged well. I haven't seen it in a long time.
0: Yeah, I've been meaning to pull it out and watch it again myself, but uh, it was a good movie. I watched it several times. Kel Mitchell, that's the guy, isn't he?
3: Yeah, Kel Mitchell is plays the Invisible Boy.
0: Okay. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And Ben Stiller is like Mr. Furious or something, right? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And there was the the Sphinx and the Bowler. The Bowler, right? Yeah, it was a good movie. And then, and then then the main villain, one of my favorites, Casanova Frankenstein. Jeffrey Rush, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that was a good question. Yeah, thanks. All right. Thanks, fellas.
2: But, Steve, we're not here to talk about hero weaknesses, are we? No, we are not. We have our special guest on because we are going to do a Shadow of the Past issue, and we are going to talk all about Spectrum's nemesis, Radioactive Man. So,
0: uh, Bill, uh, uh, take it away. All right. Well, I I just imagined that whenever you guys are doing these origin stories that you're combing the Internet. (laughs) And so I got out on Google and I the very first thing that popped up was Radioactive Man. So I thought, well, you know, I'll go ahead and just talk, uh, do some research, take a look at this character and see what he's all about. So uh, Claude Cain III, a.k.a. Radioactive Man. uh, This was a individual who was kind of the playboy of Zenith City. Uh, He had a love interest, her name was Gloria Grand, and so he's constantly trying to get her attention, but she's rebuffing his advances, Uh, she brushes him off, you know, her own words, he's a frivolous socialite, so he's not having a lot of success with her. Uh, So then after returning home one evening, Kane's father, who by chance was also a nuclear scientist, he chastises him for spending another night out dancing, partying, gallivanting, and so... Cain then is left wondering, you know, is there something more I should be doing with my life? So the next day, Cain gets lost on a way to his father's lab. He ends up, you know, he's driving along, he gets his car stuck in the sand. So he says he's trying to gather his bearings, figure out where he is. The communist spies are busy raiding his father's lab. And they have this plan that they're going to detonate a megabomb. And they're gonna, they're going to steal its data. So... You know, in typical comic fashion, of course, the bomb explodes and Kane finds himself somehow alive, only with a lightning bolt-shaped piece of shrapnel sticking out of his skull. Like Harry Potter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hmm.
2: Hmm. <laughs> Wait. All right. Keep going, but I, I'm not so sure about this backstory.
0: Yeah. Keep, keep going, Bill. It does seem okay. a bit off. So, yeah. I did good, didn't I? I mean, you're doing great, great
1: I just got some, some nagging something,
0: something in my mind right now. Okay. Keep going. All right. So after, so he goes back to his car, he tries to move his car and then he realizes that not only can he move his car, but he can also lift the car. And then in the next panel, you see him flying along. He flies back to his father's lab. He defeats the spies that's been holding that lab hostage, realizing that crime fighting must have all along been his purpose in life. So, what do you think, fellas? Thank you for letting me cover this origin story of one of the great heroes in fiction, Steve. That doesn't sound um, right, does it?
2: No, it definitely sounds
0: like the wrong
2: radioactive man, baby. Yeah,
0: uh, Bill, where did you get this from? You know, just Google, you just Google it. You know, you just pull it up, and there's there's radioactive man. First, first little hit, radioactive man. On, on so where?
2: Oh wait, wait, is that Homer Simpson? In a red costume with a lightning bolt stuck in his head.
0: Yeah, yeah, Radioactive Man. Um, <sighs> looks like Homer Simpson. You know, and then I found out, too, that if, you're, if your listeners want to uh, learn more about Radioactive Man, they can catch uh, Episode 7 – no, Episode 2 of the seventh season of The Simpsons.
1: My pants. Uh, caught on barbed wire. Good lord. Joke An A-bomb. Yeah.
0: radioactive from this day forward I shall call myself radioactive man
1: Steve, Steve when you told Bill that to, what did you tell him
2: I just said radioactive man I didn't say uh, radioactive man from uh, the Marvel universe yeah, I think you got oh, the wrong no. one Bill man
1: wrong Bill one. I'm sorry Ooh. gee
3: Daniel isn't this confusing yeah. and crazy
1: <laughs> there <It's
2: a little laughs> sure
1: it is
0: this is so embarrassing. Bill, I don't want to put
1: you on the spot, but I mean, do you know anything about like the the one in the game we do a podcast for?
0: Oh the Mar- oh you're talking about the green guy, radioactive man. Yes. Um from Marvel. Okay. That one, yeah. He's the- that one. Yeah. You know, that makes that that makes sense. Yeah, the guy with the towel wrapped around him for some reason. Yeah, sorry about that, fellas. Let's talk about uh I, I did do a little research on him as well. Oh, thank goodness. And you know what? And you know what, what's kind of neat about that is you know to look up information about this character i did not have to go very far at all because you know in addition to google one of the most reliable sources of mil of marvel villain lore is your show hmm? critical oh, no. yep, yep. <laughs> yeah <laughs> this can't be good <laughs> <laughs> you may recall that way back in issue seventeen, which was released on May twenty sixth, twenty twenty. That's two years ago, so yeah, wow. it might be a little bit sketchy. Yeah, you guys are still going, right? Huh. Uh, issue seventeen was before Mike joined the
2: show officially. Yeah, I so, have oh, okay. excuse. Yeah. Yeah. He joined like three issues later. <laughs>
1: you're not you're not accountable, Mike, for any kind of uh, uh air quote
0: knowledge Bill possesses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, you guys you guys remember you touched on the origin story of Radioactive Man while you were covering the modular set Masters of Evil. Yeah, that rings oh, a bell. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad it does. Um, I don't know. Do you guys go back and listen to your own stuff, or do you just kind of, like, drop it off and let everybody else? I listen to it a couple uh, times to make sure Steve doesn't do sneak anything to. in there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I listen to it while we're editing. Actually, I've been listening to some of the old shows because I have been – Putting them up on YouTube to fill in our back catalog there, uh, and I'm oh, that's right. I'm working on this uh, right around this time period from two years ago. So, yeah. so
0: who who introduced this back then? I believe it was Daniel who oh. first introduced this. Back oh, back oh,
1: <laughs> okay, so the backstory is probably not a single fact. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Your Google must be better than my Google because you know I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, a lot's changed in two years, right?
1: Yeah. Well, take it away, Bill. So, it's going to be reacquainted with
0: Radioactive Man. So, Radioactive Man, his alter ego is Chin Lu, who is a Chinese nuclear physicist. And he first appeared in Journey in Mystery, number 93, way back in June of 1963. So, if you do the math, you realize that next year, Radioactive Man turns 60. Oh, so Whoa. he's, he's yeah, almost so he's, as old as Daniel. Wow. <laughs> he's getting up there, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Daniel's the old man of the show, right? That's right. And, we won't, uh, we won't so, comment any further. <laughs> so uh, Radioactive Man, obviously he's he's nearing retirement age. So hopefully he has contributed greatly to his 401k. Do um, you guys, as villains, do you do you guys maintain like a 401k or anything? I'm just asking because, you know, I'm here in your lair and I'm, Wanting to be a minion and
1: everything. Uh, I'm going to be honest. Steve's benefit package is lacking.
2: Well, we offer a stock option plan to our minions based on their performance throughout the year, and then we sit down and we, you know, we we have to grade them, and then if they're if they're making a little too much money, we send them up against the more powerful heroes, and then we don't have to pay them because they're dead. So it works out. Okay, I see how this works.
1: (laughs) So maybe Bill, it's in your best interest to not bring up the 401k again.
0: Yes, so far, so far, I feel like I'm in a hole, you know, after that intro. So, anyway, um, so, anyhow, uh, as the origin story, this, this happens at, during the actual Cold War era. So, those words nuclear and radioactive, these are words that probably would have really helped to fuel the dread of this character, you know. And um, isn't it a good thing uh, that mankind has come such a long way? in the last 60 years, where we don't have to worry about nuclear or radioactivity or anything like that anymore. Those Great those are, point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. thing of the past. Thing of the past. We don't.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again.
0: <laughs> so, so anyway, as the story goes, the Chinese are invading India. And I never got a real good explanation as to why they're doing that. They're just, they're, they're they're working their way into India. And it just so happens that Dr. Donald Blake, who we know to be Thor. Thor, right? Yep. Yep, yeah, Thor. He's there providing humanitarian relief. And he gets caught in a direct attack of the Chinese. And so what does he do? He transforms into his hero form. He steps in. He halts the Red Army. You could see him, you know, bashing tanks and, and stopping the Chinese. And so one of the things that I noticed in that comic book was that one of the techniques that Thor uses that he there's this whole line of tanks, and he grabs this giant chain and he chains all of these tanks together and he ties them to his hammer. And so he starts to swing his hammer and he throws his hammer with the tanks, with the chain, all of it. ...over into the Indian camp. And so, as you can imagine, this does not bode well with communist headquarters. So, uh, the scientist, Chin Lu, steps forward to volunteer to work night and day to defeat Thor. Now, as Daniel pointed out, all those months ago, you remember, Chin Lu was gradually dosing himself at this point anyway with radiation. Kind of like Wesley from The Princess Bride with the (laughs) cocaine powder, you remember... Remember how that, that how that works? Because that's mm-hmm. how radiation works. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's exactly how radiation works. Okay. So it's at this at this point that he gives himself a mega dose of radiation to kind of finish off the project, and so now he becomes a glowing green in color. And I think Daniel mentioned it earlier. Even though he has all this power and ability now, if you notice the front cover of that comic, he still maintains his modesty. So he's he's got that towel wrapped around yeah. him. So it's like, he's like perpetually
1: in a sauna.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, I I guess it's, I guess that's what radiation does to a person. I don't know.
2: Well, he's a villain. He's not a monster, you know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) exactly. So, you know, I, I was taking note of some of his superhuman abilities that he was now able to acquire. And one of the things that he's able to do is he's able to regulate the emission of radiation from his body. That's handy don't you think that's yeah that's that's a good idea um think about it you know you're carpooling with your friends and you got this radiation condition you know you want to be able to kind of tone it down right you know you're at the movies with your friends uh cut down on the radiation a little bit yeah. he can also as we learned in that first issue he can melt bullets so oh yeah oh. The the situation was is that you know in order to counter Thor he now goes to New York City, and he's there in New York City. He's looking around for Thor. He can't find Thor because the Doctor, of course, is in this really long surgery. It's a real drawn out long surgery. So he's just getting kind of aggravated. He can't find him. So he's causing a ruckus. The police show up and they go to shoot him, and uh, of course he he just his radiation causes those bullets to just drop right in front of him. Seems useful. Yeah. 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 That does seem helpful, doesn't it? I mean, that's a good ability. He also has the ability to deflect not only bullets, but he can also deflect Thor's hammer. Ooh, well, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So when he invades the city of New York, then Thor, he mistakenly thinks that he could just make quick work out of radioactive man. Here's just the big green guy in a towel, and he could just chuck this hammer at him. And so that doesn't work. He's able to deflect it. Um so then thor he, he tries to also stop him by shooting lightning bolts at him again. This is another ability that he apparently has that he could deflect lightning bolts
3: okay wait and, I, I, sorry, I gotta yeah.
0: jump back here yeah. thor 's hammer can 't hit him this
3: is no this is the hammer that Thor swung around so fast he turned it into a cyclotron and created helium, causing absorbing man to float into the atmosphere. That does not hit radioactive man that does not. It just it just
0: deflects. It doesn't even get any close to him. The radiation deflects Thor's hammer, cannot penetrate his, his uh, exterior. And so, cool. yeah. Oh, that checks out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seems fine to me. So Thor's next trick is, like I said, to chuck lightning bolts at him. Nope, that didn't work. And so that's another ability he has. He can deflect that. And then, there's also this built-in ability that Radioactive ha- Man has, and that is if he's ever subjected to violence, that he can blow himself up, taking everything with it. So,
1: oh. Huh. I'm guessing that's like his last resort.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know at what point he would decide to use that, but it is kind of like a catch-22, right? I mean, it's and it's definitely a Cold War tactic. You know, you blow me up, I'm gonna blow you up. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. You know, okay. So, I guess that, that's what Kind of makes sense there. First appeared in 1963,
1: uh, hey? Yeah, 1963.
0: Not a lot happened that year, so. <laughs> you would know. Um, so,
1: <laughs> that was good. That was great.
3: Bill, I'll remember
0: that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll remember that, Bill, with my remaining days. Don't worry.
0: He'll forget tomorrow. Totally. So. Okay. <laughs> I'm counting on it. Um, (laughs) So, uh, another thing that Radioactive Man can do is he can use radiation along with blinding light to put his enemies into a hypnotic trance. And he uses this quite effectively against Thor. And so, uh, were you guys aware of that, that, you know, blinding light can hypnotize people? No. No, I've I've seen it happen myself, actually. Well, it happens to (laughs) deers, right? Oh. That does. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It also happens. It also happens to people, and I'll tell you why I say that. Um, so some some people know that I manage the Napa Auto Parts Store. In my I live in a small town, and uh, so whenever a person asks me, you know, where what do you do for a living, one of the things I tell them is I sell flashlights because that's what I do. I sell a ton of flashlights, and here's how it works. You know, you're you're at an auto parts store, and here comes this macho guy up to the counter, and I have this huge array of flashlights out there on the counter, <laughs> and. And they they inevitably, they pick one up and they kind of examine it like it's a lightsaber. They're kind of flipping it around in their hands. And eventually they figure out how to turn this flashlight on. But it's usually when they're looking down the barrel (laughs) of the flashlight when they do it. So, boom, right in their face. And you see them just kind of like stand straight up and they're blinking for like two minutes trying to figure out where they're at in the universe. And it's after that that they just lay the flashlight up on the counter and they purchase it. And so it, it works. You, know, you can hypnotize people with blinding light, which is what Radioactive Man has got good at.
1: He does it, and he did it to Thor? He did it to Thor,
0: wow. yes. Yeah. Well, what did he I have him do?
1: Like, do like a funny dance?
3: Take his clothes off? What? <laughs> well, that's Radioactive Man's stick.
0: Oh. So what, what he does is he causes Thor to then toss his hammer away. Um, and he does that because he wants to go over and examine that hammer. But the problem is, is that Thor, you know, it's Thor. So he throws his hammer and he throws it like 10 miles away and it lands at the bottom of the Hudson River. So that, that backfires actually on Radioactive Man. Mm. But uh, the other thing that, that happens is, is after 60 seconds of Thor not holding on his hammer, he resorts back to his alter ego form. And so he's able to kind of slink away and get away from Radioactive Man. In the meantime, Radioactive Man, he's just torqued now. He's flustered because he's looked everywhere for the hammer. Uh, And so in his aggravated state, he decides to do something unimaginable. He decides to blow up New York City. In the meantime, Dr. Blake is able to locate his hammer. He becomes Thor again. uh, And then he exposes a weakness that Radioactive Man has. We talked about weakness earlier. Apparently, uh, Radioactive Man is not immune to tornadoes.
2: Oh, no. Oh, no. He's doing it again. For what it's worth, Radioactive Man and I have the same weakness.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're not good with tornadoes. I'm not immune to tornadoes, yeah.
1: I mean, I left Minnesota because of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the Midwest. Yeah. So, you know, just this evening we had that threat. You know, Uh, Radioactive Man would have been nervous. So, Thor cast this personal. Tornado on radioactive man whisking him all the way back to China,
3: and he does this, I assume, by twirling his hammer around like a maniac.
0: Yeah, he's he just
3: creates a tornado with I, his Mike. Uh, that going. is your yeah. favorite
0: signature move, isn't
1: it?
3: <laughs> I hate that. I hate the early <laughs> war comics so much. <laughs>
0: so, he, so he flies all the way back to China, and uh, so. You know, I also found out that uh, while doing additional research that Radioactive Man can also set off like an EMP, which is a pulse that knocks out, you know, all the electronics in the area. And uh, I'm not sure, you know, maybe back in 1963, that wouldn't have been as disastrous as it, as it would be in this day and age. I mean, everybody's walking around with electronics nowadays, right? I going to say, that yeah. sounds like a
3: really nice ability to have. Yeah. Especially all Tony Stark's
0: equipment and he's just stuck there in yeah. a suit of armor he can't lift. You know, get those kids off the phone. You know, boom. And uh, it, it's amazing how much electronics are a part of our everyday life nowadays. You know, um, back when I was college age, I worked at uh, Taco Bell. And I was the guy that greeted everybody when they walked in the door. I was the one that took their order. But I just walked into Taco Bell the other day, and instead of someone there greeting me, it was just this giant tablet. Yeah. So that's where you place your order. So... I mean, what if Radioactive Man was in the restaurant? He sneezed. You know, oh, my God. They're going to get their food. You, know, you want to get your Taco uh, Bell? <laughs> no, you wouldn't. No more tacos for you. So Radioactive Man, you know, he would go on to have a long and storied career. He was one of the founding members of the Masters of Evil, and he worked with various iterations of that group. And then he, he did some time in Vietnam, and so he joined forces with the Crimson Dynamo and Titanium Man, and they made up a group. They called themselves the Titanic. Three, um, Titanic,
3: that's yeah. yeah. Well, how long did that last? One voyage,
0: just having that name, the Titanic (laughs) (laughs) one voyage. Wow, Mike, too soon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they they were doomed from the start, weren't they? And so later, he would join the Thunderbolts. Now, I've never had a, a real opportunity to read very many issues of the Thunderbolts, but I do remember purchasing an issue that had uh, Radioactive Man on the cover. And so, he was, have you guys read much Thunderbolts?
2: I, I haven't have not.
3: read any, but I've heard reference to them. There's a series that spawned out of the original Civil War series, but I don't know much about it.
0: Yeah. Well, they're kind of like reformed villains, right? So, you know, I can't imagine they would capture too much of your attention. Anyway, so uh, I think at one time or another, Radioactive Man has had run-ins with just about every major character in the Marvel Universe. Um but it seems like he's just one of those guys that can't keep a steady job. He's bouncing around from place to place. And if you look through his past, you see uh, that he's just all over the place. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's kind of a brilliant character, but he just can't seem to keep a regular job. Have you notice that? Hmm. The interviews
2: are probably kind of hard when you show up with just a towel. So he <laughs> <laughs> doesn't get hired a lot. Walks into a hospital, wipes all the x-rays, huh?
3: can't sell film. Yeah, I can't sell tacos. Yeah, What's
1: left for him?
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he's brilliant. Uh, one month he's running with the Masters of Evil, though, and then a few years later he's working with reformed villains, and then he's working as a thug for the Mandarin, and then he's working alongside with the Avengers. Um, so, yeah, like you said, it's probably a tough gig walking around emitting radiation. It's probably not really something that made him real popular from that point forward.
3: So you said that uh, he basically had a run-in with all the heroes. Uh, tell us about a run-in with Spectrum. I, I'm assuming that's why we're here, right? We're, we're doing Spectrum yeah, I mean, Nemesis.
1: Right. Yeah, Bill, I mean, this is, like, really expertly researched and stuff, but you haven't gotten to the Spectrum part.
0: Yeah, so um, I can only assume, yeah, that there's some connection to Monica Rambeau, but um, I don't know. I, did, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't able to find
1: anything. Wait. I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. Bill, you said there's, you found no connection... Steve, this
3: is no, this I've... is Monica
2: Rambo's like nemesis, right? Correct. Correct.
3: Um, They're pulling an avalanche on us again, aren't they?
2: Bill mentioned this before the show started, so I did a little bit of research to see what the connection was, and, and? I discovered I discovered that uh, electromagnetic radiation can be like gamma, or there's the words photon and pulsar. When you like research radiation and uh those those are forms that spectrum has so wait he's he's her nemesis because
1: he's also kind of like they're radioactive i i think maybe
2: I, wow that's the best i could come up with All uh right. like the you know spectrum the spectrum of radio electromagnetic radiation consists of gamma rays and x rays and ultraviolet like like that, that's the best i could find that has nothing to do that's with marvel
1: <laughs> kind of weak yeah. so Radioactive man has never
0: been in the same room with Monica Rambo. You know, I looked at like 59 years worth of research, but <laughs> I, I must've skipped one because I don't see it anywhere. You know, but you know, I, I don't have a real extensive, like some of your listeners, I've, I've heard you guys before. you got some people on here that are just like encyclopedias. So maybe somebody else can come up with something, but I sure, I'm sorry to let you down, fellas.
1: Hey, that's okay. I mean,
0: well, it's not about Monica Rambeau, really. It's
2: about Radioactive Man. You got us Radioactive Man, so that's we what want counts. We know about him. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay.
3: Good. Now, um, yeah. listeners, stay tuned to the end of the episode, where, we're, where
2: we'll announce a contest about this. Ooh. But for now, uh, what's next, Steve? Well, that was great, Bill. Thank you for all that uh, knowledge. It was so much better than what Daniel told us back in issue seventeen. Like you even remember <laughs> what I told you? I. Definitely do not remember what you told <laughs> It was a long time ago, like you said, two years ago. That that was a lifetime ago. It certainly uh,
1: wasn't as artfully done as Bill's history here. So
2: thank you, Bill. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Thanks. And uh, to be fair to Daniel, that was like we did four minions all at once, kind of thing, right? It, it was a a teaser, just leading up to this issue. So, but what we're gonna do now, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna look at the cards, right? Yeah. Radioactive Man is the nemesis for Spectrum, who comes in the Mad Titan Shadows box. This set has five cards by title, plus the obligation. And like always, we're going to have Mike read the obligation. (laughs) Mike, you're never going to let me live that down. What down? I don't know what you're talking about. Don't know what you're talking about, Mike. I'm shooting bright light at you to hypnotize you so you forget. Okay.
3: Well, works. joke's on you because this is one of my favorite obligations in the game. I am happy to read this one. This is Spectrum's Loss of Control. Give to the Monica Rambeau player. You cannot change energy forms. Your choice... Oh, no, there's no choices. None at all. Alter Ego Action. Exhaust Monica Rambeau to remove loss of control from the game. Two boost
2: icons. Love it. Yeah, I really like this one too. You just gotta deal with it. Yeah, there's no you can't really wait around with it either. Like it can definitely get you in the wrong form and you're kind of stuck there. Um, So it does force you to flip the alter ego pretty quick. um,
0: uh, At least I found so. Yeah. It it seems like it just takes so much work to try to get rid of this obligation.
2: Yeah.
3: It gets, she struggles sometimes not being able to change to the right forms. This really, really puts the vice on her.
0: Yeah. And it's not your typical obligation either where you just automatically know what you're going to do as soon as it pops up yeah i'm going to flip over to my or you go aside and then i'm just going to exhaust myself and get rid of it this one this one takes some work yeah because you could
2: you could have flipped you could be in the, whichever form is like the defensive form and then defend and then this shows up so you're already exhausted so you can't even clear it this round uh unless you have a way <laughs> to ready up so which means you're going to be stuck in the defense form not
0: defending a handful of attack cards,
2: right? <laughs> like, yeah.
0: I haven't noticed is as most of the obligations have two boost icons on them, or
2: yeah, almost every single one except for like Hulk has three. There's a there's a rare few that have three, but almost everything else is a two.
1: Hulk needed another knock against him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear about the big fellow himself, Bill. All right, Radioactive Man. He has a scheme of one, and there is a star next to the one. He also has an attack of one, a star next to the one as well. That is a forced response. After Radioactive Man activates against you, deal one damage to each character you control. Whoa. So so even if you're in your alter ego form trying to hide from him, he can still do damage to you whenever he schemes. So I do like that. Um, one thing that I'm looking at, though, on his card is he has six hit points, which, uh, again, I... Don't know what the average on hit points is. It seems like that's okay, but when you go back and look at radioactive man from the Masters of Evil set, you know, he had hit points of seven Ooh. on him. So it feels like he got a little bit of a downgrade. He's a bit older now, right? He's been burning himself up. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and
1: and like his, you know, radioactive underwear, or whatever he wears, it's not like armor, so
0: <laughs> Yeah. So I guess it's a various stage. It's like he's reached the Daniel level oh, of uh, yeah. his career. I've definitely yeah, lost ready. a hit
1: point or two.
3: Okay, but that ability <laughs> is way better than his other version. The other yeah. one's just discard a random card when he pops out, and that's it. One and done. Uh,
0: it, has a, you know, it has a forced response attack of one. Uh, after Radioactive Man attacks against you, discard one card at random from your hand. So every time okay. he activates against you, but that's only his attack. He doesn't have anything as a forced response for his scheme. And then uh, he has the star down there as the boost, special boost uh, icon, where it says deal one damage to each character you control. So no matter what. Wow. Yeah, so you draw that as your boost, and you've got this whole line of allies that only have one hit point left, and now he can wipe basically your board over there. No,
1: I notice he has the trait (sighs) genius. Does that seem right? I mean, I know he's a nuclear scientist, right? So yeah, I guess you got to be smart for that. But then all the stuff that he—I don't know—I feel like maybe he squandered his, his intelligence. Okay. Uh, quick,
3: quick question. I I have a question for you guys. Uh, how many car- How many cards in this game hmm. have the genius trait? And I'll give you a hint because—and we're going to talk just villains.
1: Oh, just villains.
3: Okay. Just encounter cards. Just encounter cards. Uh, uniquely named
2: cards.
1: I bet there are five genius villains.
2: I'm just going to say two. Thomas Edison and Radioactive Man. No, Uh, what about like... Bill, do you have a a thought? Isn't
3: Modoc a genius? I'll I'll say three. Well, three... It's basically three and a half because there's Thomas Edison, Radioactive Man, Green Goblin, and Norman Osborn, who of course are the same person. So we'll say three. Uh, That's it? That's, That's...
1: Well, no wonder the villains lose all the time. Searching for... Characters with the
2: genius traits only encounter Counterparts. Yeah,
0: hmm.
2: yeah. You would think with the shtick of like he's an evil genius, we'd have more of them.
0: We'd but... have more evil
1: geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we don't, <laughs> huh? <laughs>
2: yeah. Well,
1: like every good minion, villain, horrible person, all radioactive man is missing is quick strike.
2: Oh Indeed. yeah, that yeah. yeah. I mean, this card yeah. is great though. I it I is. love the I love the fact that. The hero's going to hide and cower behind a one health squirrel girl and defend. Radioactive man comes up as the boost. She dies and then they take the full brunt to their face, right? From the attack. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um mm. Yeah. And I think it's thematic too, the whole like he's just emitting this radioactive sickness or what you know, like you're just in the vicinity and you're taking that yeah. that hit. Yeah. It would be nice if he still had seven health, but he is elite, so he that that does protect him against things like uh, Nova Prime and stuff like that. So that's cool.
1: And yeah. he's guarded if you're playing Critical Encounters House Rules.
2: Oh, we still do that? <laughs> it's been a long time. There's got to be someone
1: somewhere that still plays that role.
0: Yeah, yep. I wonder if you could swap out Radioactive Man for the other Radioactive Man in the Nemesis set. Like, or bring them both out. You can do bring whatever you want. <laughs> Apparently. Apparently. Yeah, he
2: he is missing that Masters of Evil trait on this version, which is kind of oh. too bad. Otherwise, he could cycle through if you were playing in that set and he ends up in the deck and you get. But
1: that you side remember team. Steve? You remember Steve? He's older now. He's out of the Masters of Evil.
2: Oh right, could say Thunderbolt on him or something.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's
2: he's now
1: yeah he's he's he's, he's yeah, transitioned to some other you know uh profession and life stage. So okay, okay, yeah. But, Steve, what is he trying to do? I mean, all these guys have, like, a thing they're doing, right?
2: Well, he is trying to melt down a reactor, most oh. likely. That's, that's what, it's, what a side oh. scheme says. Yeah. is not he
1: basically, like, a living reactor meltdown? There can only be one. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh, yeah, it's like a
2: It's like a Highlander meltdown. Okay. Well, let me read you a side scheme. Uh, reactor meltdown. Radioactive man is using his power to overload a nuclear reactor. Uh, when defeated... Deal one damage to each friendly character in play. What's it's crisis. Team? It has two per player and three boost icons. Ooh.
3: That is so mm-hmm. good. That is so good. That is good.
2: They have to deal with it. They have to take the damage. And it's three boost as a boost. Oh, so good. Yeah. It, I love the when defeateds on crisis because you cannot ignore the crisis. You could ignore a, a hazard or something like that if you think you can sure. deal with the card. But you really, unless you're doing some weird race Against the the villain threat is a problem. So, yeah, and it's friendly characters, not just like who defeated it either. Everybody oh, on the yeah. board, yeah. So everybody, everybody takes a hit. Yeah. Oh. Even an alter ego. Yep.
3: All your scroll girls are dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tough tokens. Yep.
0: I absolutely love the artwork on the card too. I don't know how much we talk about artwork, but this looks great. This card does. Yeah. Here but he's kind of wearing like style. a wrestling onesie. Yeah. He's got. Uh, like a tank top and a skirt. Yeah. Uh, Make a kilt.
2: That Starburst is very similar to, like, Spectrum's logo. There's the connection. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Yeah. I got the same tank top on.
3: And that is commissioned art, so it's not from a comic.
0: Well, it mm. couldn't
1: be. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, I'm thinking of the next piece. So you know what he can do, guys?
3: Mm, he can okay. sap your power. Oh.
1: Let me tell you about this. There's two of them. There's two of them in, the, in his Nemesis deck. So, it attaches to your identity and has a force response after your turn ends. Take one damage. Alter Ego action. Spend two lightning bolts to discard it and it has two boost icons. And there you see him for the first
0: time with Spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this commissioned? Wait, which comic
3: is this from? Yeah, it's, it's commissioned.
0: It's commissioned. Oh, okay. Well, there
1: it is. Two copies of that.
0: Yeah, two. Yeah, there, there isn't
1: a limit, one per player. There isn't. So if you're playing solo, <laughs> you can get bold on you. Okay.
3: Uh, rules Yikes. question, because the listeners might have one. After your turn ends, take one damage,
2: direct mm-hmm. or indirect. Uh, isn't it? It's always it's direct indirect.
1: unless it says indirect, right? Right.
2: Yeah. It's not indirect damage. You can't give to somebody else. It has to go on your identity, and it doesn't matter if you're a hero or alter ego. So. Oh yeah
0: yep yeah, this this card kind of reminds me of the poison that was in galactic artifacts where you take a damage mm. each turn yeah you remember that one yep um the only thing about that poison though is is that you took that damage at the beginning of the turn so this force response here it says after your turn ends take one damage i almost would like to see this say when your turn begins take one damage that way at least it goes off
1: once. Yeah, it's
2: going to do oh, something. Yeah, yeah, Because, yeah. yeah, like you said, it, it comes up in the encounter phase, and you could just immediately flip to alter ego and clear it. But it is forcing you to flip. It is using two energy. So some heroes, this will be a little harder than others.
1: Right. I was just, and I was just going to ask. Um, I don't really remember Spectrum's fifteen cards. Is she particularly lightning bolty? She's got a mix. Like, will this will this take
0: away some of her best cards? Let's see. She's got a lot of uh, wild resources. Okay. Energy duplication, speed of light. That's a wild. Re- uh, there's pulsar shield. That's also in her kit. Um,
3: but she tends to jump around all three of them, depending on what form she's in. Yeah. Doesn't her no. resource card key off of their form? Yeah, it I does. Else, oh, I think
2: oh, you're right. right. Yep. Okay. So. And you could have the obligations you can't change forms. So you're stuck in the wrong form. So you're energy. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: I have a rules question for you guys. So, you know how a lot of times you can clear problems off other heroes with a hero action. Yes. Yeah. Can you do this? Like if Steve, let's say that you have this on you and I'm an alter ego, can I spend two lightning bolts to get rid of this?
2: Yeah, mm. technically you can, because it is an encounter card, so it doesn't belong to a player. Okay. So you could cure my radiation sickness, I guess? You could unsap I my could, power. You could
1: unsap your power, okay.
2: Yeah, so multiplayer, there's there's that. So you're right. Interesting. Okay. Mm.
1: I, I I knew that was true for hero actions, like things like that, but I didn't... I don't see
2: why it wouldn't be did, for alter ego actions. I guess actions. why not, right? Right. It's because it's on an encounter card,
0: so...
1: And you don't even have to exhaust and spend them, so it's actually not that bad.
0: Just to kind of go back to that question from earlier: attached to your identity, and then it's the force response. So maybe that's where it's assumed that the damage is going to happen to whatever identity that's attached to. Is that would that be like the rule um, instead of? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. So good point. Yeah, two boost icons.
3: All right, there's one more left. No radioactive being would be complete without their radioactive blast. This is a treachery. Truth. When revealed, if you're an alter ego, place two threat on the main scheme. When revealed in hero form, take two damage. You cannot win this fight. One boost icon. Okay, I have a theme problem here.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't,
3: I'm don't. i not seeing the blast. <laughs> yeah, right. This is the weakest card in the set, and that should be like the Hulk smash right. card.
1: Why wouldn't this hit everyone out in the table like all of his
0: other stuff does?
1: Like <laughs> right. you know, like a blast might. Yeah. Yikes.
0: Yeah, two damage. I mean, though. Yeah, that but might be all it takes. Yeah.
1: No, my
2: criticism is just with the name.
0: <laughs> it doesn't yeah. quite match the ability. It should be radioactive
1: beam.
2: There we go. Yeah. If it's a blast, it should. It could be like like the the alter ego is fine, right? Uh, whatever, because he's melting stuff, or you're not there to deal with whatever he's blown up. So the threat goes up on the scheme, but the hero action could be deal three indirect damage. Cause who's caught in the blast. Oh, it's these three people, mm-hmm. right? right? That kind of thing. Yeah. Cause then that would track with all the other sort of like one to everything, one to everything, but yeah. this would, you spread it out or something. Yeah. And one boost.
1: Yeah. It'd be fun if it was like, you know, when revealed as a hero, distribute four damage among characters in play or something. That could be fun. That's a blast. Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> like a party. Pretty
3: cool set, though, eh? Yeah. Until that card. Yeah. Well, it's five cards. Just use it as a modular set. I did this before in my Loki video. I threw in the Loki modular set from Thor. I mean, there's no reason why. If you're not playing Spectrum, just if you, if you go on play with Radioactive Man, throw this in. It'd be kind of fun.
1: You know, Mike, that's interesting. I've never done that. It's neat. I've never used a Nemesis set as a modular set. That's boy. When you think about this, the replayability of this game is now staggering.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know what's fun? And uh, I have some videos up. I took uh, a bunch of the Nemesis sets that are Hydra themed and put them into the hood, or included them in the hood circle. So Ooh. you could you could do that with a whole bunch of Nemesis sets and use oh, those wow. with the hood, right? Um, so you could play with radioactive man and the magus and whatever you could you could build your own sort of criminal enterprise by playing with the nemesis sets
1: oh that is so cool oh my goodness listeners do that
2: yeah i don't know if there are there's probably some nemesis sets that are better than others that maybe are more generic that don't specifically target a hero i mean you're not using the obligation so i think that works i think it would work so
1: absolutely i mean this one's good cause- <laughs> not surprisingly, it doesn't seem to have much to do with Spectrum. <laughs> I mean, maybe she just didn't have anyone else worth talking about. Yeah, I like, think I don't know anything really about her, so maybe this really is it. No, I mean, no. Just give her give her some generic guy cuz like as you said, uh Bill, Radioactive Man has had a run-in with everyone. So, he's as, he's as good as anyone.
0: Yeah.
1: And if I mean- he's not someone's like primary villain like Vulture
0: or something, you know, like if he's just sort of a generic bad guy. Yeah. I see I see I see another connection. You know, nice. if you put the obligation right next to the to the minion, they got the same pose. Oh, they oh! totally do. Oh my god. I didn't, I didn't catch that before. But yeah. 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 They're doing like a fist that. pump fist pump. You know. They, the, you're right. the, it's like they a flashlight. Stand the same way. They're yeah. Both holding a flashlight. <laughs>
3: Well, the designers have said before that they use these sometimes as a chance to showcase some villains who you might never see in the game.
0: Oh well, good.
3: It could have been as simple as that, right? Yeah. That's why we see Avalanche.
2: Except, except we have seen radioactive man. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> now we've now we've heard his origin
1: twice. I mean, the set's cool enough. I'm happy with it. Is the other radioactive man a genius? No, no. Nope. See, age and wisdom. You you see how this works? Yep. He's older, he's a little more frail, but he's a genius now. And he's two inches shorter. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And now his, yeah, his, uh, his towel has turned more into, like, something like Depends. <laughs>
2: <He> looks <laughs> like a professional wrestler, so. <laughs> Boy.
1: Well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bill, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Love the Absolutely. story. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We, we blindfolded
1: Bill on the way in so he doesn't find this, but how can other people find the secret lair? Where are we? How do they reach us? Hey, folks.
3: We want to know, how is Spectrum related to Radioactive Man? No, really. We actually do want to know that because that's <laughs> our contest. Send us your best fan fiction. It could be a line or two. We just want to know what it is. And you know what? I'm not even grading it. We're going to let Bill grade. Why? Because Bill is apparently providing the prize. What can oh. our, our fans possibly win?
0: Yeah, I'm going to contribute a box of sinister motives to the cause. Blank. Like the box? The whole box. I won't take anything out of it. Holy moly. The, oh, the cards too, the
2: cards too, not just the empty box. That's amazing. Uh, uh, My God, that would be so villainous, though, if Bill sucked in the
1: box. <laughs> it's the box. Um, uh, <laughs>
0: that's
2: exactly what I said
1: you'd win.
0: Um, <laughs> um, really, Bill? Sure. Yeah, it's the absolute least I can do, fellas. Oh my goodness, that
2: is so gracious. Okay, so wait, how how do they win this box to send us photos again? One more they time? Have
3: to, we want them to send us their best fan fiction as to why how Spectrum is related to Radioactive Man, because that's, that's missing. It's missing from the backstory. So fill us in, and mm. we'll let Bill judge them. He'll uh, come
2: up with a winner. So we're going to let this contest run for a couple weeks. So you have two weeks from the release of this which is like in the middle of may so get your entries in as quick as you can okay and if you want to enter you can email us at
3: critical encounters at gmail.com you can also find us on facebook we are critical encounters leave us a message there i'll let steve sort through that <laughs>
2: thanks <laughs> you're welcome steve speaking of <laughs> blindsiding people <laughs> I have to search through the email too, so it's okay. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and hey, while you're at it, go check us out on YouTube, search for Critical Encounters Podcast. We got lots of fun videos up there now and more to come. And on Discord you can find us. We are Vargain, Foam Loaf, Wandering Tuke, and Board Game Lawyer. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Radioactive man, check us out.
0: Surprised, Thor? Have you forgotten that only my radioactive body can repel your hammer? Against me, you're helpless.
1: I don't see why Rainier Wolfcastle should be the star. I think we should bring back Dirk Richter. Kids will want to see the original Radioactive Man. I keep telling you, he's 73 years old and he's dead. Granted, but. Besides, we want to stay as far away from the campy 70s version as possible. Billowing backpacks,
3: radioactive man! It's the worst villain of them all! The Scoutmaster!
1: I see him, Fodboy.
3: Go get him, Scouts! <laughs> Don't be afraid to use your nails, boys! <laughs>
0: Ha <laughs>